Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome everyone. Today's guest is Aaron Collier, uh, a technical writer from Kiwi. Uh, welcome Aaron to Knowledgeable Ninjas podcast. So how are you today? Hi, thank you. Uh, I'm doing well today. Thank you. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, uh, Aaron. So let's get started with the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so please share how you initially got into documentation. Uh, yes, I, I got into documentation from uh, an education background. Uh, I started out teaching and I was teaching at a university for a while for for 10 years and i decided to to get out of di- direct teaching but one of the things i had done while teaching was working with uh teaching online and using mobile phones and uh lms's to to teach in in different uh settings and so i found that that sort of uh that sort of technical approach to teaching was it was an interesting one for me and so that led me to to look for opportunities where i could put um education and and technical knowledge uh together which which led me to find uh well first i started out in a in a training program for for the company that i worked for um i i started out creating training programs for them and then i moved over into more of a a direct documentation for them and that's how i got started uh it was it was interesting because it allowed me to l- see how to teach people how to use things teach people how to do things in a, in a in a very direct way um it's it's interesting in that i'm still teaching people learning things and then teaching people how to do those things but it's less of a direct interaction with people so i think it's a it's an interesting uh an interesting contrast to what i had been doing and this was this was i i was working previously at uh kentico software where they make uh, uh content as a service which was offering software and content as a service to its users okay great great so that's a nice journey to know aaron uh thank you for sharing that with us so what's your documentation process and who's involved in it normally um yeah well especially at kentico where i worked for the the, the longest time on 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 these kinds of things we went through different kinds of processes um at first we were working in a in a very agile way where we were uh we were embedded within teams and teams would come up with we would come up with the teams with tasks uh like the teams would be implementing new features and as part of that we would see whether the documentation would have to change or not uh but that left us very that left us with very good knowledge of what the teams were doing but there was less uh interaction with other technical writers and there was less progress on documentation as a whole uh so what we 
did was we we transitioned that to more of a, a separate team of documentation a documentation team, which is actually a customer education team, where we worked on documentation tasks separately from the development teams. And there, what would happen is the development teams would come up with things that they thought needed to be documented. They would come up with lists of changes and things like that, and they would create tasks for us in our tracking software. We used Jira for that. They would create tasks for that, and then we would uh, go through a process where we would prioritize those tasks and implement them, which gave us a chance to do the tasks for the development team, but also work on separate tasks, looking at the documentation as a whole and improving it and, and working on the portal and so on. Fantastic. So what are the important factors you consider when creating documentation, uh, either it being for your business or for any other uh, solutions? Important factors that we look at are things like um, what sort of uh, educational impact it will have on people, like whether the the documentation that we're creating is really going to help people accomplish something. We also look at whether it's like a, going to be a, a heavily used feature or not. Like if there's if there's something that would require a lot of work, but only like. 5% of our users use it, uh, we will prioritize that lower. So we really want to try to work on the things that will have the most impact, that will make people um, be able to use the features as much as possible, and especially the most people to have the most impact is what we, we try to aim for. Fantastic. So just hearing to what you said, uh, what role does documentation have in your customer service or success strategy? Yeah, the, there the, the documentation, the customer education team was a part of the customer success department. Uh, we were really looking at it in terms of that customers wouldn't be able to be successful without proper documentation. Uh, I mean, especially because we were it was it was an API first content management system, so it was really working on uh, letting people manage their content through API. So without that kind of documentation of the API, I mean, first of all, they wouldn't be able to use the product at all. So in order for them to be successful, they needed to see that. But it's also an opportunity for us to, I mean, I wouldn't say market, but to, to show what the, the system is capable of, not just what a list of properties are in an API, but what you can do when you combine different kinds of things. So we looked at it as a way to show people what they were capable of and what they could accomplish through our thing through through using the product so we felt like it was really important for them uh to be successful to see what was possible uh and so we thought of documentation as a way to show people how to be successful i mean it's also important in terms of uh customer support in terms of if they run into problems here's how to troubleshoot these kinds of things but what we were trying to push for is a way to show that maybe they've seen the product, but they didn't know it was capable of these things or that things. And so their projects wouldn't be successful without the documentation there to show them what they could do. Great. Yeah. So what kind of reduction in workload have you seen since introducing such quality documentations? Um, well, I, I would say 
that we were able to, to shift focus to where we thought uh, our work would have the most impact. So, I mean, in terms of the, the workload specifically, we, 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 we are able to do the same kinds of things, but we're able to prioritize other tasks. Like we don't necessarily jump into fixing a uh, hundred different screenshots because of a small change in, in size or something like that. So we're able to, to free up some of that more repetitive tasks on little things that are less important to focus on the things that have the most impact. And that lets us uh, improve the documentation experience as a whole so that, that, that people are able to find what they want and uh, be successful in doing the things that they really like doing. Great. Yeah. So have you also seen a direct ROI? Now, um, I should admit that whoever I have spoken, especially when it comes to documentation, it's very hard to measure a direct ROI. But I'm just mm -hmm. curious to know whether you have cracked that and have you got um, any metrics that you said, okay, this is the direct ROI of adopting to a self-service knowledge base? Um. I mean, we we tried a few different approaches to that kind of thing. I wouldn't say we were fully successful. Um, like we looked at people who were who were trying out uh, the API and whether they were able to be successful on their first call, like whether they, they used the API and it, it returned an error or it didn't return an error. And then based on the documentation for that, we could look at it. Uh, I mean, we, we tried doing things like that. Or, or measuring whether people who read our documentation or specific arg arguments were more likely to try a given feature or were more likely to be to, to feel that the, the to be satisfied with the doc with the product whether that that had any impact but we didn't find anything uh, that was that we were able to, to use on a long-term basis at least not yet it's something we're, we they were planning on returning to in the future but uh, I mean, those were the kinds of things that we were looking at, whether we could find any evidence of people being successful in their use of the product, or especially, you know, more feature adaptation and that kind of thing. Great, great. So are you currently generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Um, it is not. So I, I don't believe so. I think it's something that was a, a project that was planned for the future to look at uh, more generalized documentation. If we if we have more time to work on those kinds of things, we would have, you know, if we're working less on, on screenshots and those kinds of things, and we would have more time to work on more generic things that might drive that kind of traffic, but it, it's not something that we had a lot of at the moment. Okay, all right, so that, that's great. Uh, so now going on to our rapid fire round, um, Let's shoot those three questions. Who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Uh, I mean, I would say the, the people I was working with, uh, especially uh, Honza Serman, I, I would say was one of the people who taught me the most about it. But also I would say the, the Write the Docs community is, is an amazing community filled with many people that I've learned a lot from. Fantastic. Can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Well, uh, in the Write the Docs community, we're currently, there's a book group that where we're reading a book that's called The, the Product Is Docs, or The Product As Docs, uh, and I, I, I found it very useful so far. 
Super. So what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Um, well, first of all, I, I would have to tell my 20-year-old self that it was an option because, I mean, like I said, I spent a long time teaching and I didn't know that it was an option. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think the, the, to, to, to just try it, to combine writing and, and trying documentation and don't worry that you won't know things because you'll just keep learning for the rest of your documentation career. Great. That, that, that's, uh, that's nice, Aaron, because as you rightly said, nobody knows there is a profession called documentation or document writer, isn't it? So um, documentation manager to say, say so. Um, but uh, that becomes like a core piece of your whole success story, right? For any organization, good yeah. piece document you have for your product that sells half of your product so mm. <laughs> very well said so i think that's all with my questions uh, once again thank you aaron for joining this uh, short uh, journey with us and uh, of course sharing your unique experience do you have anything else to add to this podcast uh not that i can think of right now so thank you for having me on fantastic thank you thank you aaron have a great thank day you. you too bye-bye Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.